Welcome back to Slay and Shine, Self-Care and Empowerment. This is your host, Clem Lafredis, and today you are going to love our guest. Her name is Kim Bao from the podcast Trauma to Triumph. She is a fierce little lady, not just for her family, for her mindset and her well-being, but she is a fierce competitor in the ring with her gloves on. Here is her 10-minute tips. Welcome, Kim. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I brought her here for a specific reason. She has been on a great journey. Uh, It's been quite a metamorphosis, I believe, for Kim. She quit corporate. Yes. And can you tell us why you did that? Because I was tired of taking orders. (laughs) What in your soul did you feel that you had to, like, I have to move out of this place that I'm at. Where were you, by the way? I was in, in a beautiful office yes. in a high rise. Yep. <laughs> in downtown Seattle, a couple blocks away from Pike Place Market. So what everybody would call successful? Corner office, yes. 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 So um, I actually decided to quit corporate life because, well, it was funny. I went from a really large corporate financial institution to a very small commercial financial institution. And I did it for a reason because I was like, I know that I was going to get too comfortable. And so I wanted to make it as uncomfortable as possible so that I knew that there was going to be a point where I had to exit. And so I exited um, because I knew that one thing was going to happen. Either the bank was going to get sold or we were going to merge and transition because small banks are struggling at this time. And I was like, I'm going to give myself about two years. And I did exactly two years and the bank ended up coming to get sold. So I was like, this is my time. And, um, And boy, did she take her, like she used her time. She's done a lot in the time you've quit corporate. How long was that? About November of 2017, I believe. Yeah? Yes. We were like on the same metamorphosis journey at the same time. Yes, we were. (laughs) I was like, huh, this looks familiar. Yeah, this looks familiar. (laughs) So she's quit her job and then she decided, I'm not going to go get another job. Mm -hmm. And you now are online, becoming an awesome online influencer. She's got a podcast. She's, you've got your YouTube. I have a YouTube. You just have started. a blog. I do have a blog. And she turned into a vegan. Formerly vegan. <laughs> Formerly vegan. <laughs> yes, cooking and all Fighting that great stuff. And blogging. Yes. Fighting. That's yes. that's a huge one because. Fitness has always been in her, your life yes. as ours. We met through 24 Fitness. She worked with my husband. Mm-hmm. For your husband. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, you became an assistant general manager. Mm-hmm. And then I became a general manager. And then I became the number one general manager. And then I got burnt out. And I was like, there's got to be something better than this. And I went literally from fitness to finance. Right. Which is like a weird thing in itself. That sounds like mine. <laughs> but you went from <laughs> my finance, finance to fitness. fitness. <laughs> yeah. You're like my opposite twin. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And that's been fun to watch your journey because it's like you've, we both have been really like success, success, success about money and numbers and goals. And then, to see you be really more in touch with your personal care and your personal healing for your heart and your soul and your mind, especially of um, what kind of life do I want now and where do I go? So if you had like, uh, 
what was the hardest part in the transition you think with you know hey I gotta take care of myself and put myself first so when I left the corporate world there was a huge identity crisis mm. it was weird because it was the oh um, how do I hit goals now like what does goals look like and what does that sound like and who's going to tell me that I'm doing a good job <laughs> you know like, and not that you ever want anybody else to tell you that you're doing a good job but it's like it's nice to see when you hit certain things and you get yay yeah <laughs> and then it was like having to learn how to celebrate like learning mm -hmm. you know and I think that that was the hardest part because you to go from you know the financial world and where it's very you know mathematical and it's very calculated and it's very you know there's an answer for everything to um, the creative space and then to a space where you try to understand what love looks like you're like yeah. I'm Asian like that doesn't make sense like you can't <laughs> equate that like what does that look like and um, that whole like there was a freak out moment there was, there's always freak out moments. There's a freak out moment. <laughs> there's always freak out moments and then there's the okay like and you know the fighting thing actually helped a lot. She's but, in the ring, people, like with gloves and shorts and a sports bra and beating <laughs> people's asses. Because I've watched her <laughs> beat someone's ass, and I felt really bad for that person. But she's a little scrappy, little scrappy. But how is that therapeutic? How can you explain how therapeutic that has been for your self-care and empowerment? So that is a weird one in itself. I think that anybody who's ever been, um, and I hate to say this, but like a victim of sexual assault or trauma, um, having to learn to take somebody else's space has been something really uncomfortable. Um, having to learn that it's okay to hit somebody because you know that's what you've you know signed off on doing. It's been a really interesting place because we're taught as women to not cross that line. We're right. taught, taught to apologize for everything. We're taught to do all of these things to please people and then to get into a space where you have to believe in yourself and you have to cross that line and be comfortable with taking somebody else's space right. when you're taught not to yeah. um, has been really helpful in the creative space, has been really helpful for the journey that's outside of corporate life. Yeah, I can imagine how much that has helped in confidence and belief in yourself and just to, to say I am on this earth and I take up space like I'm here to take up space yes and I get to move into your space Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not just gonna sit small and be unnoticeable or be in the background as we we're taught most of the time as women too right. yeah your biggest tip for um, your in your journey of self-care what do you have like a morning ritual what are, what's something that you have to do every day to keep sane to keep yourself from having those moments of freak out <laughs> so I think as a type A personality it's pretty fair to say that everything kind of stress you out um, especially as a single parent especially you know running a business and having people that you take care of one of the biggest things for me is, um, and it's what you do when you get into the ring and when you start to spar and when you start to write, it's learning how to settle in. Mm. Um, taking deep breaths and then when you, like for me, like my stress is held in my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm like, my shoulders come up or my coach is yelling and be like, relax, <laughs> and I'm like, shit. So I would say breathe, like breathe and settle in and allow everything to just come to peace in your mind and in your heart and um, breathe. 
I've been working on that this past week because I've my shoulders come up and then forward and I you know protecting the heart chakra so <laughs> I've been really like okay open up the heart cavity push the shoulders back push the shoulders down and it's been really helping um, just in calming the nerves but mm -hmm. how what is your like is there a trigger that that tells you do you feel something in your body that says it's time to breathe it's time mm -hmm. then what is your process so I will literally know that I'm not settling in when I'm holding my breath oh yes <laughs> I have a friend who's doing that right now she's like I'm holding my breath all the time I'm like uh you need to get grounded <laughs> yeah so I can always tell because I'm like why am I holding my breath and I I didn't realize this but I can hold my breath for a really long period of time and so I'm like hmm they're okay I'm like Oh, right. Force it. Yes. So you, you force the breath to come in and out. Yes. And then you sink into your body. Mm-hmm. Calmly. Calmly. And then... So are your eyes closed or... I do it however I need to. Like, I don't allow myself... And this is one of the things that I used to do, too. I used to judge myself for not having it right. Like, everybody has all these breathing metrics. Like, oh, you could do four breaths in, four breaths out. And, like, you do it for a minute and you break it up. Or you hold your breath for as long as you can and then you exhale. And there's so many different things. But it's really, like, you have to play around with it for what's best for you. And really allowing yourself just to get to that point of, like, okay, I need to take a breath. Am I calm yet? You know, am I feeling settled and what's making me really, you know, hold this anxiety or hold this, you know, tense right. feeling and pressure. And then whatever it is that you need to do to just allow yourself to visualize and really get comfortable with it. Perfect. Yay, that is the best tip. Thank you guys for tuning in. Find Kim. Where are you, Kim? Miss Kim Bao on Instagram. Yes. Yes. Or Kimbao.co. C-O-K-I-M-B-A-O dot C-O. .co. Yes. Kimbao. Yes. So, yeah. The website. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for being on our show today. Tune in for the next Lane Shine self-care and empowerment. Next time.